Thank, thanks for watching another episode of the EDC Podcast. My name is Ian Dunlap. Also, I was you don't care. I'm here with Jeremy Sava. Recording in progress. I always feel like I always mess that up every time. My name? Savo. Is it Savo? Savo? Savo. Savo. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been ruining it and no one's correcting me. No one's mm-hmm. correcting me whatsoever. But no, before we got on, we was talking about, uh, uh, I can't wait to get on the road again. Bro, you killed that. That's when I texted you last night uh, on Instagram because I was watching it. I'm just like, bruh, it's like it's 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 nasty, dude. And I, I don't know if that's in the the regular song, the original song. Like I never took time out to listen to it. That outro thing. Yeah. No. It's stupid. No, I added that. I added that. Yeah, bro. Every time, every time, smashing. But like that was that was broken to me, dude. So wait, I, you said you were working on something else now, but like. Yeah, I'm right in the middle. I'm I'm just taking like a break from my recording session at you know here at my house to to talk to you now. But I am. I just got the like fundamental takedown for the song I'm working on now, which is called "Dust in a Baggie," which is another sort of like countryish bluegrass kind of yeah. thing. Um, it's it's actually more even more towards bluegrass. It's really fast, um, fast acoustic, and. Um, I've been working on it since like, I've been working on it for like an hour, uh, no, like three and a half hours just Jeez. to get like, just to get like the rhythm guitar and voice recorded. Yeah. Just hard. It's just a hard song. And I'm trying to record the guitar and vocals together at the same time. Forgive my um, ignorance. Is this, is this original or is this another cover? It's a cover. It's cover. A cover. Yeah. I have a, an original EP coming out, by the way, but, um, but I'm, but I, I like to work on a lot of covers. Yeah, they're fun and they're like, I don't know, they're good for the internet. Dude, as as a musician, I always feel like, um, like I I never consider myself like a um, like a creative. Yeah. As far when it comes to music, like I get my passion out of like playing like songs that's already there. Right. Like and just vibing and feeling through it. Like I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, like I played on like I think two albums. In my lifetime so far. And like it's cool. But it's never like. uh No more than that. Because I play with Young. It's cool. But it's never like. um as a feeling as like. Oh I love this groove off this song. I can't wait to play this for like two hours straight. Mm. I, I always had that feeling for it. But before we even get into combo Jer. Because we because I. Let me take some responsibility. Because I destroyed our last podcast. <laughs> uh, let's, let's introduce like the whole vibe. So like. That's. This is Jeremy Savo, and uh, I know Jeremy from playing playing drums at church, and uh, I got a gig. Basically, when COVID happened, um, I stopped playing at my church. It's a whole, whole story out there. I got a gig call from a mutual, mutual musician friend, uh, L, and basically, uh, he brought me in on this gig. Was you there before me, Jer? No, you were there before me. I was me. there before you? Okay. So, L, we... L bring me in on this gig and like um, basically the situation is just like uh, they're swapping out or not swapping out necessarily, but um, they're revamping like their uh, music ministry. And like um, I believe some I believe the drummer that was there before me, she was she was leaving. I think she moved somewhere. I'm not sure. But uh, the one the MD there was also leaving like um, he had another opportunity or whatever the case is. So they were just revamping the whole music uh, ministry to my to my uh, to my knowledge. So. Basically, I got the call there, um, played there a few weeks, and then Jared comes in, and I, I, 
I don't know if I remembered you the first time, but I know Jared from before that, from a gig with Jan, right? That we never got to do. The gig never played. I think we might have done like one and a half gigs together. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I think did he, we might have played on South Street together, South Street Festival. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think we did. South Street Festival? Were we on stage? Yeah, yeah, I think that gig actually happened. And then there was another... So so I met Kenyon through... I played with my band out of the beard space yeah. at Milk Party in like 2014. Mm. Opening for a band called The Main Squeeze. And oh, I remember that though. There, did you play that? I'm not sure, but I remember The Main Squeeze. <laughs> so, I remember so The Main Squeeze. Played, and then us, and then The Main Squeeze. And yeah. We were like, dang, these guys are awesome. Um, and me and Kenyon kept in touch. And then he would call me every once in a while if he like needed a guitar player to sub for his yeah. band. And so I played the South Street gig. And then I played, we were going to play a gig. We rehearsed, I think. And then we, we all got together to carpool in a van. Mm -hmm. And we drove, what happened? We drove halfway to the gig we, and then it was canceled or something? We was, or? In, we was late the whole time. Like We was late from the moment we left the crib. Yeah. From the moment right. we left the crib, we were late. And then Jan's, like, I'm sitting in the passenger, and Jan's text, he's talking to me the whole time, like, like, damn, we got to go grab Mike or something like that. And I'm like, what time we got to be at the gig? I think it was, like, like five, six, something stupid. And, and it was, like, a drive. It was, like, two-hour drive. It was a solid two-hour drive. And, like, he's like, oh, we got to go grab Mike. Mike lived downtown. It's like, it's like I had to say 1230 from the moment we got the, or not. It was probably, we probably got it a little early, probably, like, 11, 1130. Got the van. Then we had to go grab a bunch of people. Go grab uh, Mike uh, Reilly, who's lives who was living downtown, or we was picking him up from downtown, whatever he says. Yeah. And it was already around like one thirty. I forget where and we I grabbed you from. Guys in South Philly. You met us in South Philly. Okay, so that was after we grabbed Mike. South I'm sure Philly. of it. I, and I remember I got there when I was supposed to get there, and then yeah. I sat and waited for like oh. an hour, two hours. For you oh guys. my gosh. So yeah. So. Way there and then and then they were like no nah, you guys are too late turn and then we just turned around and we drove back home bro i i think we made it at least to my mom's house she lives like middletown area in delaware middletown okay. area yeah. delaware so it had to be in maryland and we were we were legit half and it was bad yeah yeah it was legit yeah. bad so like so that's where i that's where i first kind of met jared and then uh like i said we started playing at the church gig basically um yeah, that was also because of Kenyon, too, because yeah. I got called for another gig with him, but you weren't on it. But I got called for a gig with him, and it was with, and LJ was there playing mm. keyboard. Oh, oh I he, think I know about that. I didn't play with this. Yeah. Did Spank play that gig, or was it? Uh, I don't think it was Spank. Who was it? Was it? Was Someone it, good. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. But I remember the gig you're talking about. Um, I, I think LJ I had to work. Was like, LJ was like, yo, you want church gig? And I was yeah. like, uh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I'd had a church gig before, but it's been that. a little yeah. yeah. So wait, wait. And so, 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 yeah. so that's how you got to do it. I feel like everybody knows Jan. This was the weirdest yeah. thing. I feel like he's yeah. just one of those people that's just like, not even like super huge that everybody knows him. It's just like, he's just around. He's, he's just a around. Person. Yeah. It's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Like to the point where I like, I'm, I'm looking to buy a drum set. And yeah, I was like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Some dude just gave me a drum set for free for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, like just walking into him. Stupid stuff. Like, yeah. I, it's the weirdest thing to know. But like, um, but yeah, so that's how we linked up and everything. But like for you, for you, Jerry, I don't know if you want to go over like 
where'd you where'd you start with music and everything? Because I know you guys went like sc- schoolhouse, what, schoolhouse rock, school of rock, school of rock, yeah, legit. All the way back. You want me to go all the way back? Go all the way uh, back. Yeah, just so right. it's like I'm curious myself because like yeah. you you and Kev, I like I told y'all before. Like I told y'all like yo, I love playing with y'all, but like it's it's it's, it's, it's y'all have like the, y'all have like this thing that music is just like there. Like for me, I like for me, I I got it too on a different side where it's like music's just been there, but you guys legit just grab music, and it's like I'm I'm very uh, what you what you what would you call it? I'm very like um, curious of like how that happened, like what happened, mm. what happened, Chief? Well, I was I was in seventh grade and yeah. I was going to Rosa Middle School in Cherry Hill and. We had music class once a week, and in seventh grade, at my particular middle school, um, seventh grade was guitar. The whole year was guitar. For me, mm. every, once a week, we would go to music class and we played guitar the whole time. And the teacher in that class was someone who I already was like very comfortable with because he was my homeroom teacher. Yeah. And um, and I really liked him. He was super super friendly and funny and nice guy. And then, yeah, and then he introduced us to the guitar, and he had, like, 30 guitars for us to play in the room. He had a whole, like, um, teaching course he came up with that was really good. And it just got me... I I just got hooked on the guitar, like, right away. Um, And I always remember, like, leaving music class. The first time I ever played the guitar, leaving music class, and I went to math class. And the whole time I was in math class, I was just thinking about the guitar. And then mm. he let me t- he let me like loan out one of the school's guitars and bring it home for a few weeks because he saw I was into it and that was a thing he would do for people. So he let me take like the practice book and the guitar home and and I remember the first night I had the guitar I just like stayed up till the middle of the night and I just like went through as much of the book as I could possibly get through because I was just so addicted. fascinated by it. Addicted yeah, addicted. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then I was just, I don't know, I was just really serious about it um, ever since then. Like, I very, like, right, it became my identity, like, yeah. very instantly. Mm. It was just like, oh, yeah, because, you know, I'd, up till then I was into sports, and my main thing was, like, hockey. Yeah, I was going to ask, was you into music at all before, the, before that point in seventh grade, or was it just like? I mean, I loved music, but I didn't play. Didn't play, I, okay. I played, I played flute for like one year in fourth grade, but I didn't really take to it. Okay. Um. But yeah. Um, so like for that's weird because like for me I couldn't tell you when I started like playing drums. Like I can tell you like when my first drum set I got was, which was like I want to say two, three maybe. Like my dad got me that kid drum set with like just the toms and the the small cymbal in the middle. Uh, I don't know if it was that one or if it was my next drum set my dad got, but somebody got me that drum. And I remember playing that vividly, but, like, what made me want to start, I could not tell you for the, like, for the life of me at all. You think your parents just put it in front of you just to see and you wound up taking to it? Well, well, no, my my family's uh, very, like, musically inclined itself. So, like, and, like, just being in church regardless, like, you're going to be, you gonna, you, you going to touch it anyway. So, like, right. um... You know, growing up in church, that's how that's how I would get connected to it. Then, like, you know, drums is like, drums is everybody go to because it's the easiest thing to grab, 
it's just like you just go there. You you either, you either got it or you don't have to play the drums. But like it's the easiest thing to grab. So everybody in church could play you a groove or something stupid like that. So right. at at that point, it was just me like um, being around it like all the time, all like just all church all the time. And then like in that era, it was like it was like the golden era at that point. Like you had uh, Philly just going off with like the Black Lily era, like all soul and neo soul and all that going crazy. I grew up in that, like, right there, like, where, where my, like, my cousins was, like, um, I got a cousin that's a music producer that was heavy on the music scene. My aunt was dating, like, a, uh, or married to now, um, the drummer that was going crazy in that scene, like, in, and in church, it was just, like, there was choirs that's going crazy, like, Ty Tribbett, no Ty Tribbett, right. Ty, Ty Tribbett's around that area, like, Philly, Jersey, there in that area, there's another choir, um, adjacent to them called Jehovah Chosen. Going stupid, so I'm growing up in all that and just like absorbing music, in the sense. So like, and I'm very, I was very, um, apart from music, I was just very observant as a kid. So like, yeah. just watching how everything goes, and then like, oh, they, they smashing. Like in my head, I don't know they smashing on drums or nothing crazy. It's just like, oh, that's wild. Like it makes me feel a certain way. And then like, um, I always know I like playing drums. Like even as a kid, like I'll just play out services at at home. Like my mom would be singing, or my sister would be singing. And I'll be playing like uh, and, uh, like just getting the regular grooves going. Yeah, that's fun. Like all that stupid stuff. So like just playing that in repetition just made me fall in love with it. It wasn't until like I want to say I want to say it's around the same time as you, like around sixth or seventh grade, that I actually started playing like music, music. Like my uncles, um, like I said, they're in the music scene, so they'll basically be like. Yo, it's cool, like you like music stuff, but make sure you go because they're because they're coming from like the church realm. Um, they they kind of like punched it on me. I don't know if they even noticed, like they actually did, but they kind of just even if it was once or twice, they kind of just punched it on me to say, "Yo, make sure you go if you like playing drums, go go play an orchestra, go play in like, and, like in school and stuff like that." So that's where I go to learn how to read. You know, um, like I haven't, I haven't read in a while, so if you ask me to read right now, it's gonna take me some time. But that's where I got the the basic knowledge of reading. Like, it's going to actually focus on music and stuff like that. So, that's where it kind of picked up for me. It was around the same time as you, but it's always, like, been there. If that makes sense. Yeah. I Yeah. I think, um, I always say, I think church is probably the best possible musical upbringing you could have as someone who didn't have it. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, just to clarify, I don't mean, like, any church. I guess I, I mean, like, the black churches. Yeah. Specific. Like that, that whole world and people don't understand people who aren't from the Philly area. They don't understand even people from the Philly area. Don't understand people yeah. only, like people who aren't musicians. I actually really always love telling people about this. I'm like, yo, really? you might not know, but like the gospel scene in <laughs> Philly and South Jersey is like huge. It's and it's like, huge. it's, it's huge in its influence. It's like everyone Everyone in the world probably has seen Philly musicians mm-hmm. from the gospel scene play on stage, whether it's like backing up their favorite pop star at the Grammys or at the Super Bowl halftime show or whatever it is. Yeah. Like all those big gigs. Yeah. Philly church musicians playing somewhere, in. somewhere, yeah. even if it's the dude on, on percussion, they somewhere right. there. Like it's wild, and it's weird because from my side, I can't, I can't see it from the way. Like, of course, I see it, but um, I'm not one to expand my my personal world to like fit the 
the whole world. So, like, for me, like, I'll just notice, like, certain people, but to see from someone outside to say, oh, yeah, I know, I see it. It's, like, wild to me. Right. It's wild. I'm like, a, I'm, like, an outsider, insider at the same Outsider, time. insider, yeah. Because, like, I, you know, I didn't grow up in it, and mm-hmm. it's, like, not my fate either. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I, um, I tend to be one of the only white guys there, which, which doesn't seem to, <laughs> which honestly doesn't really seem to matter that much. But no, it um, yeah, but but it does make me different. Um, yeah, and yeah, but but I've been, you know, but all that being said, I have played at at churches for like seven years total, if you add it all up. So nice. I do, yeah. So I do have a good understanding of what it is for who I am. Dude, it's um, just so weird. And I love it. I love it, and I miss it. I do miss it. Do you? Are you looking for somewhere oh, out yeah. there? Um, not like super actively. Um, I, I I did email a couple churches, but you know, getting here and trying to get settled in, there's, I don't know, there's so many different routes I can go. Yeah. And um, I just haven't, you know, I could email like every church on the island. Yeah, and maybe I'll get something, or maybe I won't. I don't know, but I, I haven't done that yet. I just emailed a couple places, and no one got back to me. So yeah, yeah, I, got, I don't, I don't have a church gig here, dude. Talk, talk about that because you kind of like ignored it the whole time, which is like fine because I'd rather stretch out. But like, Jared's not here no more. Right. Talk <laughs> about that, Jared, because I'm I, I got so many questions to ask you, but I want to get your your thought on it first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm in Hawaii. I am in Maui, on the island of Maui, which is the second most populated island. Um, and uh, I've been here for just over a month. And um, yeah. yeah, I moved here with my girlfriend, Zoya, who got a job here. And uh, yeah, I knew I knew that she needed to, to change it up and, and I knew she needed to live somewhere else. Yeah. I've known that for a while. And so I've known that a, a move was imminent and we wound up picking Hawaii. Um, the wildest move. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, you know, it's there's great things about it and there's hard things about it. Like uh, it's not it's not a world class music place the way Philly is. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's really different. Um, in fact, you could probably, I don't know. I, I don't know what the numbers are, but you could probably find, I, I was guessing that maybe there's 15 to 20 people on this whole island that like survive with music, you know, really? that like, music is their livelihood. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, everyone else who, it, there's lots of musicians, but most people do other jobs, you know, obviously in the yeah. Philly area, tons of people who are making a living with music um so being here it's like it's sort of like being a bigger fish in a smaller pond yeah as in philly you're you know inevitably you're a very small fish in a very very big pond yeah there's so yeah there's so many opportunities in philly but there's also so much competition right Um, here there's way fewer opportunities and way less competition so it's, it's just there, different. yeah. It's different. So it's it's been interesting. It's been real interesting trying to like penetrate the music, music scene, music world here, the music scene and oh. um but it's been it's been pretty cool so far and um I am because I have so much less going on mm-hmm. here than I had at home. I'm spending a lot of time just like 
making recordings, making videos, and and all that. And I, and I know you've been following along some of that. Dude, stuff. I'm so inspired. When I say like I saw your vids, and I'm like, yo, like yo, dude, you making me want to like you you bringing back the love of being like a musician again because you have to, because you have to you legit have to. I feel like I feel like once you once you set in stone. Um, like kind of like you were here, like you still you still moving, but like once you set in stone where you have that happening for you, it's kind of like um, it's not necessarily that you're not being as a musician, but you it's kind of like you're forced to have to be like back from the start. But you oh, are, yeah. you're forced, you're forced, you legit are forced from the start. So yeah, like it's like I'm 18 again or something. Yeah, so it's like it, it gave me that feeling of like, dang, Jerry's out there like like moving crazy, like like me, I got a whole different vibe where I'm like I'm about to buy a crib and all that. Something stupid. Like I'll tell you about that later. But like, uh, it makes me want to be like, dang, I'm off on Tuesdays. Let me see if there's a gig on Tuesdays. Low key. Like it gives me that feeling again, and it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I want that, man. Like, of course, I've been picking up keys, crazy, and I hopefully start, you know, uh, moving toward that realm of like gigging. Because uh, I'll take that on. I'll take that on right now if I could. Like keys has been my everything, but like even just playing drums, like I'm like, yo. It get, it gets me to want to look for another gig, to want to have to get up to go play a gig, like, cause you know you know me, like I'm usually like, if it ain't worth my time, no way I'm going to that gig, no way. Yeah. But like it's making me want to be like a musician again, which is like dope, man. It's super well, dope. Yeah. Well, how is it? How how come it's having that effect? I have no idea. I I think it's just uh, uh it's bringing back the love of it. Remember when I I think we had conversations before when I was like. The lo- like I love music to death. It's just like the scene. I guess it's a different scene that you're in. I yeah, guess it's the yeah. different scene that you're in because it's like um, even when I I I follow this dude on YouTube, um, and he's not like the dopest drummer in the world or like playing the craziest gigs, but he's just he's gigging, and like he records himself to he's just like gigging out there. He's just like actually being a drummer, actually being a musician. Oh, they sent me some music. I gotta learn. Oh, let me go learn his. Let me go learn his music. Let me go do this gig. Rather than just having a gig that you got and doing it. Like, the scene is different. So, like, the reason I fall out of love with it is because, like, yeah, like the Philly scene is cool, but at a certain point, it gets kind of tiresome. It gets kind of tiresome when it's, like, I'm not in love with the scene too much. Like, I love music to death. Like, I seen uh, I seen Trey Lambert post something the other day with his band. Like, his band's going on tour. And I'm like, oh, that's dope, man. Like, that's a vibe. Like, I'm in love with that. But, like, the scene of it is just, like, uh, not scene of that specifically, but just the scene of having to go out and being it. Because the circle's kind of revolving. Like, unless you come from outside of it, the church the church vibes that you were talking about, they're, they're cool and they're, and they're like, um, the competitive nature. Like, like, iron sharpens irons in that field. But it's, like, uh, if you get if you get too too stuck in there, it's, it's easy to get stuck in there and it's easy to get repetitive. And, like, you get tired of the scene fast. And because it's so, um, for lack of a better word, developed, like, that music scene, it's, it's like, uh, you feel like that's where it's supposed to be at. So it's kind of hard to break off to, like, other gigs. Like, like I never I never played, like, a straight country gig before. I'll be down yeah. to play a straight country gig. I never played a straight rock gig before. I'll be super down to play that. It's always been in this kind of genre of where, like, I see the same dudes that's in the church realm scene or, like, I'm playing the same gigs with um, with Jan or, like, anything like that. It just kind of gets repetitive, and it's, like, to a certain point, I'm not being a musician no more. I'm just, like, this drummer for this gig. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah i think i think i i think i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah like uh i was talking about this in one of the videos i made it's like uh, there, there's so many people, right? There's, yeah. The Philly scene is so big. There's so many people. There's so many really top tier musicians, and I think it can be easy to like get your get yourself a little pigeonholed, even even mm -hmm. if it's in your own mind, even if it's just in your own mind. It's like you start to know like how people see you. Yeah. Uh, people see you as you know, you do these type of gigs. These are the gigs that these are the type of gigs that you get called for. Yeah. It's just like it's just that like you you kind of like you have your place in the in the hierarchy and it, it's hard it, it can be sometimes once that's settled in it can be kind of hard to move yeah up or across you right. know like whether you want to yeah play a different genre or play a bigger gig in the same genre that you've been in like mm -hmm. it can be hard to move you can get stuck and so yeah that's one thing that's cool about being someplace new is it's just like it forces you you have yeah you have to re you have to carve out a new space for yourself oh i, um, I want to ask you are you playing like because i saw you play a few gigs is it straight hawaiian now or like what's the vibes no. i was like oh i was like oh jerry's Jer gonna have to do ukulele from now on you go crazy uh, just on a noodling um i i do have they call it they say ukulele that's ukulele oh that's tough oh you're hawaiian halfway there I do have one now. Uh, it's not mine. It's on loan because I, oh, yeah. yeah, I got on the teaching roster at a music school, and they were like, "Hey, like, if, if you want to teach guitar here, you got to also teach uh, ukulele because, like, that's such a popular instrument." In Hawaii. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Or like, and I was like, I was like, I'm totally down. I can do that because it's so similar to the guitar. Yeah. But like, I don't have one, <laughs> and they were like, uh, they were like, here, take this one home. So they just gave me one. Oh, that's fire. <laughs> And I've been messing around with it. It's a really fun instrument. Is it? Um, it's but, really small and portable, and I really like that. I've been taking it on the beach with me. Yeah. It's very Hawaiian. Um, oh, let's go. It's a lot easier to walk around with it than a guitar because it's this big, you know. Um, yeah. But it's also fun because it's got, it's got this tuning where it's very similar to guitar. Mm -hmm. So it's like the guitar, but with a capo on the fifth fret. Okay. No, then then it, it's only the the high the high pitched four strings, mm. right? So no low E, no A, and then but the lowest string, the string that would be the D string, except capoed at the fifth fret is up an octave. I don't know if you're still following me, but I'm following you. I'm here. In other words, you can play like a lot of the same chord shapes from guitar, but yeah. but but it's all up a fourth. It's Jeez. up a um. But it's a lot of the same shapes. But like you know, if you play like the shape of a D chord on guitar on the ook, it's a it's a, a G. Oh, okay. Um, but then then you have this added element of like the one string is tuned an octave up, and so you can get these sort of like interesting tight clustery chords Jeez. that would be impossible to play on guitar. I always um, thought it was just the shorter guitar, but it's a totally different instrument. It can be. Um, there's all different types of of oops. There's like you can get a six string guitar lele they call it. Gitto lele. Um, yeah, these are fire names. Yeah, and oh, you can get a ukulele bass and all sorts of stuff. Oh wow. Jeez yeah. Louise, dude. But no. So like... I I don't remember what question you started by asking me. I think I wound up not answering it. But uh. 
I feel like no. I mean, talking about just the scene. Like you asked, you asked me a question. Actually, you asked me how uh, what it feels. The way. I think that's more mental though, because you you did touch on it. I think it's more just a mental thing. But that's like that's what drives you, little kid. That's what drives you musically. Like as as a musician, that's 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 what pushes you. I think me and Kev was talking about that uh, the other day. It was like uh, what pushes you as a musician, and he was arguing basically. Um, uh, I think he was arguing. If, I don't want to misquote him, but I think he was arguing the gig itself, like the gig itself. So like, um, yeah, he was arguing the gig itself because we were talking about touring. So like, um, I'm like, yo, dang, would you take like, uh, just because it's close to home, would you take like the Lauren Hill gig or whatever the case is? He was talking about, and he's like, he's like, yeah, for the experience because, like, if the pay isn't like destroying everything. He would he would still go for their experience of it, so like the experience of playing with like world class musicians to push them further and things of that nature. And I was kind of arguing on the other side, like um, you wanting like you yourself wanting to be like the world class musician is kind of what pushes you. So I think we were, I think we were just talking in um, we were just kind of talking different sides of semantics, but um, but that's what it is. It's just your mental man, like. Being forced for your, like having having a force push on your mental is is solid basically in my opinion on it but that's what that's what reinvigorated my want to be a musician mm. the want to be a musician and like the vlogging dude like you you about to start crushing I hope you keep doing it yeah I hope so too. are you having fun I am it's it's an interesting thing right because I I'm not making any money with it but no. I am putting most of my time into it yeah. So. Um, like between, between the, the vlogs you've seen, mm -hmm. one, you've seen one music video. I'm working on another music video now, and I've been working on finishing an album, um, which is finished. So now I'm going to be working on releasing that. So, yeah. but like those things that I just mentioned take up the bulk of my working hours. Um, mm. I am doing things like networking, getting on teaching rosters. Yeah. I have some paid gigs coming up. Um, I'm playing in a reggae band, but like, let's go, let's go thing on the islands. But, um, anyways, the, all the like content creation stuff, mm -hmm. that's where most of my time is going. It's a lot of time I'm not making any money. I'm just, I'm just living off savings right now yeah. until I build back up an income. And the problem is, is that once I build back up an income, I'm going to be too busy to do this stuff. Uh, uh or yeah. at least too busy to do it as often as I'm doing it now. Like, like that. Uh, the most recent video I released, which was called "How I Got My First Gig in Hawaii." Yeah. Um, it was 13 minutes long, heavily edited. It was almost like a documentary style, mm -hmm. and it took me four straight days of editing. Um, four days of editing? What are you doing? I, I mean, it was editing and filming commentary. So, like, I had all this like documentary style okay. footage and then putting it all together like I i'm talking about like when i say four days i mean probably like i put in eight hours a day for four days oh my god chief dude i think my longest videos may have been i want to say 20 25 minutes but it's clip it's clipping it's clipping for the most part but also i don't do a lot of the edits that you do in there like they are they were some crazy edits not gonna lie and is it is a lot of the time you're uh I forget what you said you do when you have to, like, stop it because it keeps lagging when you're editing and stuff. Oh, 
I haven't been having the problem. I've been really? I've been using my GoPro as like my main camera. Oh, it's so, quicker with your GoPro. Everything with my GoPro, and then that's it. Uh, that that that's been making it easier. Easy. Um, and it's higher quality, so. Oh. Um, Does it shoot 4K, 8K? It can shoot 5K. 5K. But I, I don't usually shoot in 5K because those files are huge, and there's just no need for it for a YouTube video. Well, I shoot in four, and like to make them shorter, um, I'll just bring down the output from like iMovie to uh, 720. But it still crushes. <laughs> it still crushes. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But, like, if it's working, I'm using it. I'm using it every time. But, no, nah, I need to start vlogging again, man. I've started getting into Airsoft lately. What is that? Airsoft. It's like a... It's like paintballing, but it's like with BB guns. All right. I just <laughs> bought my first uh, Airsoft gun, actually. I think I'm going in January. I might. That's when I might start, uh, I might start vlogging again at that point. But I haven't vlogged in a minute. So what's your whole um, what is your goal with the podcasting? What got you into that? Uh, honestly, it's just therapeutic for me. Yeah. Yeah, like I I, I love doing it. Like uh, I guess I got into it. Well, I got into it beforehand because I did it with my um with my uh my boys. We had a we had a podcast called Brev Talk. Um, if you remember that, uh, we had that going for a while, and then like that kind of went down in ricochets. Uh, it was like, like that was cool for me to just talk with the bulls and everything like that, and just and had that gone. But then uh, me and Satara started. Uh, we did therapy for a little bit in like the beginning of the year, and like just talking and stuff like that. It was like, I don't think people realize talking is like, I I I think you. I, if I read you wrong, I feel like you you get the idea. But talking is very like helpful, like very therapeutic. So it's yeah. even if you're talking about nothing, just. Speaking is just like it's everything. Like so, my idea, huh? I, I think talking through ideas or writing them down or just any form of output is really yeah. helpful. It's Clarify extremely it helpful. So like yeah. I I got the idea because it was just like um, I I feel like people very very much so uh they don't recognize the power in it. Like, the power and, like, the actual um, thought behind talking. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, I don't get upset, but I I, I very much would rather you say what you mean. Um, and I feel like a lot of people kind of lost that. Like, a lot of people lost the, the, the power on word. And word is, like, it's everything, dude. And not only that, like I said, it's therapeutic. So, like, for me, just being able to talk about stuff, like, I don't, I don't really... I don't really gossip or nothing like that. Like, for, for the most part, I'm just talking my ideas out, talking anything that's coming to mind. Like, dang, what I think about this? What I think about that? But, like, just the, the release of it all is, like, everything, dude. So that's why I started it. Like, I, I have I had no plans, have no plans for it to, like, go crazy. I wouldn't mind if it did. If, like, I got crazy million followers or something stupid like that. But, like, yeah. I, that's not why. Like, I, I started just because I want to be able to, like, have a reason to speak my mind. Have a reason to just talk for no reason at all, like yeah. and then like um the reason I started doing the the unlisted is because like um it's cool to just do that but then like to talk to somebody is like oh that's even better let's go let's, let's start talking to people so I got these unlisted going where like I'll send them out um like today I only did it on the um on the Instagram John um because I'm not gonna really be talking to people but 
uh, I'll send them out to people like uh, whoever wants to join. Like I, there's a few people that always wants me to send them the link because they can join in and just have conversation, like just random conversation, random conversation on Wednesdays. It's like my whole vibe. So like, that's why I started it. Yeah, and, it's a good excuse to like to just talk to people too. Yeah, and, like just like like for us to to talk and hang out. It's, yeah, and it's like I don't know. I I noticed that. Even if like even if there's literally no one watching, mm-hmm. just the fact that like the red light is on and we're recording, it forces it just me. It just makes me more focused mm-hmm. and more present and a little bit more I don't know more thoughtful, less lazy. Yeah, yeah. you know, it like, gives its purpose, lazy, man. Yeah. I could be lazy in conversation sometimes. One really, I could be be lazy in any set. I mean, I could be lazy in any setting. You, you mean know, like, like zoning out? I, yeah, I just mean my mind can Hilarious. Um, but, like, if I know that maybe there might be someone watching, it helps focus me a little bit. Yeah. And it's the same with uh, with music, actually, um, where, like, you got, you were talking about, like, where, where does the motivation come from? Mm-hmm. It's like, like, for example, the song that I've been recording today, Dust in a Baggie. Yeah. So it's Billy Strings. I... I I taught you what bluegrass is. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> um, it bas- but wasn't it basically like it's just like uh, I don't know the, the the fact the way that I grasped it in my mind was like oh that's just old school church music like down south church music sounds like. Well, that's such a really interesting interpretation, but yeah, um, because it is it is related to gospel music, yeah. but you have to go really far back. Far back. Um, uh. But uh, yeah, Billy Strings is like a a current day artist who's mm-hmm. he's like his moment right now. He's huge. He's actually our age. He's my really? age. Um, and he's like the fucking. I'm not sure. Can I? Can, is that okay? Yeah. I'm cursed. Okay. Um, he's like the he's like the top of the bluegrass game. I actually left. That's mm. why we wound up talking about bluegrass because I left from church rehearsal and went straight to see Billy Strings. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. But anyway, he's an insane guitarist, and he he shreds on the acoustic. That's yeah. that's something crazy about it is it's all on the acoustic, and it's so hard to shred the way he does on acoustic because the, the string tension there's so much more. It takes so much more muscle. Really? Um, so wait, yeah. can you even play? I, I feel like bluegrass is like meant for acoustic. You play you play yeah, electric? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm I'm gonna add some electric guitar to it because I just yeah. think it'll be interesting. I'm going to do acoustic uh, guitar, electric guitar with a slide. The bluegrass and, uh, purist is going to hate you. <laughs> I know. That's fine. That's Hilarious. Fine. But um, there, bluegrass is a world with a lot of purists. Let's go. Let's go. It's like jazz. It's really like jazz in that way. Like there's the old heads who are just like, Dude. you're not allowed to do anything new. You know? Jazz but, um, is insane. That's speaking of which, yeah, the old heads in bluegrass, they're mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of them don't like Billy Strings because he because he does new things and he but oh, he's wow. the big star. Yeah, he's the big star, and he and one of the reasons why he's a big star mm-hmm. is because he brings it into a new place. He he's not just doing what's done before. Yeah, but you know, and he's bringing all these bluegrass isn't that popular of a genre. He's bringing all these new fans in. Yeah, and which then the old dope. heads are like. Yeah, right. But then all the old heads who are purists are yeah. like not, not into it. But oh, get out of here! Oh, but there's always people like that. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, this song I've known how to play. I've I learned it like in 2020. I've known how to play the song for three years, and yeah. 
I keep I've been wanting to make a video of it this whole time, but it's just so hard for me to execute it as well as I feel I need to in order to release something. Jeez. And but like I really need like in order for me to master how to play it, I really need to record it and release it because for me that helps with the motivation of like if I'm just sitting there practicing it so that I can play it by myself in my room. There's I'm no point get there yeah but but if i'm if i'm sitting in front of my computer with the record button on mm -hmm. then i'm like it's purpose oh, yeah it's purpose so, man i feel like purpose is everything yeah having an output sharing music with other people is huge and i don't know why but i i just have like a really strong like innate desire to do music and to put music into the world and it's like i it would have been probably more easy and more sane for me to just get a normal job uh when i moved here at least to hold me over yeah but i was like too stubborn i'm like no i'm gonna i'm gonna live off my savings and yeah. for as long as i can and try to make it and happen just work music the entire time That's so dope get some other job yeah in, unless i absolutely have no other choice then then i will last resort vibes yeah yeah exactly and yeah. and i don't know why i'm like this i, I actually drive myself crazy sometimes because sometimes i really just wish i had a normal job with normal pay and normal hours and benefits and all that dude you're um, gifted never had it. you're gifted I, and, and I, I gotta say that because it's like you legit are whatever whatever like made you like that it's dope because it's like um i see i see why i can't not that i can't but i see why i don't do it, which is the reasons that you're turning to, like, oh, I wish I, I wish I didn't do it. It's like, I, that's why I'm not doing it. But it's at the same time, like, I wish I had the, I don't even know what I would call it, like that thing, because I, 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 I legit do, but it's always like, in my mind, I guess, I guess, I guess it's coming from more, and I don't want, I, I hate to be the guy, because I, I always want to take accountability for everything, but I guess it's, it stems from a lot of like upbringing and things of that nature as well to where like for me securing something is always like you have you have to make sure you care i don't want to be in north no more <laughs> like i need to make sure something secure so like that's been like you know coming from that is like it's i guess i guess that has something to do with it in a sense but at the same time it's just like dude and i see you doing it it's like oh man like oh once i get the crib i might just attack music a little, a little differently mm -hmm. Like and I, I feel like in today's time you can do it easier, but you still have to, you know, put boots to the ground. Like, cause the internet is like it, it pushes this um this mental that you can just do it. Like I think you said in one of your videos where you like, dang, I'm in Hawaii now. Let me just crush the scene and blow up huge on the internet, go crazy. Like the internet gives you that 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 feel to be able to do that. But I feel like at a certain point you still have to, you know, groundwork. Like you still yeah, have to go out. Totally, and, and I I don't think it would feel all that good mm -hmm. to only do internet stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I need social interaction, mm -hmm. um, and I love to play music with like People. other human beings. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, when I was home, like when I was in Jersey, yeah, my boots were on the ground so much that I had no time to do my own creative stuff. Yeah. Um, so you were saying like, you feel like you're, you were saying you don't feel like a creative musician. You're more of a craftsman kind of. 
like yeah. you you like the craft of music like yeah. the, the technicality of playing your instrument and like yeah crushing a song that already exists rather than yeah. making your own song yeah exactly um and i've always had again it's like that's this stubbornness where i'm like no i want to be I want to be making original music. I want to be an artist. And, um, you know, I've been doing that with bands and that's great. But now I have this drive to just like, I, I want to put out my own shit too. Like yeah. I want to still be doing stuff with bands, but I want to put out my own stuff right? under my own name. And, um, yeah. And so, and yeah, I didn't have time to do that when I was in New Jersey. Cause right. I was too busy playing gig. Like, Having to learn, even learning songs for church mm. every week, and then learning songs for various cover gigs I did, and learning songs for just Good time was everything. Yeah. I always had, I always had songs I needed to be learning. I always had students I was teaching. I always had gigs to go drive to, yeah. rehearsals to drive to, and so I, I didn't have time to sit behind a computer for four days in a row, eight hours right. a day, editing video. Right. Um, but that's what I need. I mean, obviously, I would love to be able to do that faster, and maybe with experience, I can du I can double my speed. But like, I promise uh, you, you can double your speed. Four days is crazy, Jer. Four days! Oh my gosh! Or get um, get the help. Yo, it's the same when I make these music videos, like that on the road again video. Yeah, that was like four days of work. Probably. Oh my god! <laughs> like. Because it's like recording it, yeah, practicing it, recording it, and then it's multi-tracked. And then I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so I have to do oh, like yeah. I have like these slide guitar harmonies in that. Mm. And like, first of all, I'm not really a good slide guitar player, but I wanted it to sound like I'm a good slide guitar player. So I had to practice it a thousand times. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. It wasn't the kind of thing I could just do on the first take. And then I was working out these harmonies that I was writing myself, and so. I experimented uh, with a lot of different stuff yeah. and then, and then, and then I mixed it and then I went and filmed myself playing it with that. And I made that crazy illusion where it yeah. looks like there's a number of me standing next to each other. Editing that, that takes a lot of hours. Filming it takes a lot of hours. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of hours. And then, and then even releasing it. Cause like I put clips on Instagram mm -hmm. that I like went and hand selected because on YouTube it's the whole song, and on Instagram it's little clips. Yeah, and so even that, people don't realize that's a lot of time. Like yeah. after each podcast, I go back and listen to the full podcast just to see like, oh, this would be a dope clip. Oh, it was at a minute. It was at it was at thirty two minutes forty five seconds. Simple right. like that like, stuff like, takes time, dude. Right. You like should I clip it here? Or should I clip it there? Like yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. People don't realize, but uh, but no, you smashed that, bro. I I legit, I watched that. I probably watched that video five times, five times in a row yesterday. Just that, just that last part, I probably watched a hundred times. Okay, I swear Thanks. to God, I, I don't know what move that is, but it was so dope. It was just like, oh, I gotta hit Jeremy. Oh, that's that's insane. It's insane, dude. Like, and now that I'm like learning keys, um, like chord progression, and everything is like. I found a new love for like music itself. Like it's 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 starting to get me different. You, man, you gotta if you like that lick so much, you gotta check out this Billy Strings. Thing. I will. Um, got it. I'm I'm gonna send it to you. Like you yeah. just 
may or may not like his singing, but like. Oh, is he trash? On the, is he trash vocally? No, no, he's a good singer, oh, okay. but he's got like um, just a very like his voice is like on the harsh side. Okay. Um, but his guitar playing is insane. Yeah. You'll oh my see. gosh, I dude! <laughs> I see, I got it. Yeah. No, that is like oh, oh yeah. I'm fine now to do those jobs. But not Jack. Like you're saying, you like the lot. Yeah. Very bluegrass. That's like some. That's bluegrass. Bluegrass got his moments. It's it's fire. It's fire. Yeah. Is that what? Where, where would you rank that in your top like five genres? Oh, I don't know. I, I I'm really bad at ranking things, but Are you? it's there. It's got to be in my top five. I would think bluegrass. I Jeez. I love I love I love the um. There's a couple things I love about bluegrass. One is that. The songs themselves tend to be really simple, mm-hmm. like they tend to be like three or four chords. Oh yeah. So it's really easy to jam with people on bluegrass tunes because it's just like, oh, yeah, I could play that. It's just a one, four, five. All right, I could play that. You yeah. Know? And like even, first of all, there's like standard songs that everyone knows, just like at church. Yeah. There's like a standard repertoire that people tend to know. But even if they don't know it, it's like it uses the same kind of basic language, so yeah. it's easy to follow along but then so it's easy to get started but it takes a lifetime to master it's one of those kind of things yeah where then like the players who are at the top of the game are just insane virtuosos they shred so hard and i love that oh that's love dude i don't know i feel like my favorite uh i'm not bad at ranking a favorite my top five i'll say top three because it's not that many that you can go five top three would have to be hip-hop like old hip hop, like '90s, where like the groove is the same the entire song, and it's just a vibe. Uh, I guess two would be like, um, what would what would you call Fallout Boy? Like pop punk, or would that be that that'd be two for me? Like Sugar, oh, is, is that is, is that Sugar we're going down? Fallout Boy, right? Yeah. 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 Ah, ah. I love. Uh, yeah, I can play music like that all day long. All day long. I, that's like more. That's more open for me. Like more freeing than like um than like uh because hip hop hip hop it's like opposites. Like hip hop is all locked in. Like you don't really. You, I, I would never play a, a fill in hip hop ever in life. But like uh uh like Fall Out Boy, I would I would go to town there. Yeah. I would legit go to town. All right, I got you. I got you. I legit go to town there and uh let me see number three for me. I guess number three it would have to be it would have to be gospel. Okay. But gospel's yeah. going in like another direction now, where it's like uh, it's rarely gospel anymore. I think Yan told me about some dude that's like bringing it back to like early gospel. Hmm. But like uh. Top favorite gospel artists are like who? My top favorite gospel artist? I kind of know the answer, but I, but I want to. Well, I've been arguing with your brother for the last year. I want to say, but uh. Fred has. Wait, who's the, who's the one you just said? The second one. Hezekiah Walker is the second one. Oh, Hezekiah. Fred Hammond's the first one. And I go, I go, John, I go, John PK. Those three. I don't, know, I don't even know that artist. I'll tell you. I'll show you some stuff. But those three, are, those three are fire. But anyway, anyway, Jared, I'm, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it all for you. Time that you guys go out of here. But uh, one thing. How's Zoya? How's the family? 
Zoya is doing well. She's she's sleeping. What? She's sleeping. Right now? No, just in general. She getting enough sleep? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're falling asleep in service before. Yeah. Um, because back yeah back when she was in school she was in vet school yeah she was working like crazy like 16 hours a day seven days a week insanity like yeah like emotional abuse kind of level of work but um now she's got the best job ever she works four days a week and she got three days off and there it is works she's supposed to work nine hours a day four days a week but a lot of times she stays extra so because it's the kind of thing where you know she might be about to leave should be like i'm leaving in five minutes mm-hmm. and then a dog comes in that needs surgery right now and then she stays for another three hours oh wow um that happens all the time but still it's nice because she'll work her four days she's very busy during those four days yeah and then she's chilling for three days every single week let's go let's go that's fire all right Jared. I, I, are you good you got something else to say I was just gonna say that's the kind of thing that makes me want to. Uh, uh, I mean, that's that's one of the better jobs you can get, but that's yeah. the kind of thing that makes me want a normal job where I'm like. That's a fire normal job though. They ain't all like that, Jay. <laughs> oh, I know, but you have to go. Through, you have to go through like the gutter, yeah. Or to get into that job, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't think I can survive the hell she went, she went through, but uh, but yeah, bro. But yeah, hope hope Hawaii is treating you crazy good. Are you coming? Wait, you say you're visiting back, right? Soon? I will be home from 13th to the 26th, and I'm hoping to play one Sunday at church. Yeah, yeah. Double it up. Two guitars. Why not, bro? Oh, let's I go. Wanna do, I want to all do one. Oh, you try. <laughs> oh, all right. No, no. All right, Jer. All right, well, I'm going to let you go, bro. I'm going to stay on all for right. a little bit, though, so I ain't, I'm going to just hang up. I ain't going to stop the stream. All right, so should I... I can leave the call. It'll be okay. You can leave the call. Yeah, I'm, I'm just switch. I'm gonna switch screens. I'm going straight to me. Cool. All right. Yeah. Have a good one. See you, Jer. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Bye. Recording stop. Yo, bro, Jer is hilarious. But anyway, uh, that's wild, dude. Like moving to Hawaii to start a whole new vibe. That is, oh god, I kind of missed the screen that I had on Zoom just now. This screen ain't giving y'all, it ain't giving y'all, you know what I'm saying, what I'm trying to throw down. I mean, I can figure out what we eat for dinner tonight. But anyway, um, thanks for listening to another episode of the EDC Podcast. I hope that was dope to y'all. I want to start doing more conversation podcasts like that. Like, that's 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 fire to me, man. That's fire to me to get those Jones out of here. Jared's always been a, a fire dude. Savos, they, they thorough, man. They thorough. I ain't going to lie to you. I was go- and Kev got to come on here too. Kev just be ducking because he said he got students on Wednesdays. We gonna get him on here though. We gonna get him on here. I'm gonna do it on a Thursday where we don't have rehearsal. Tomorrow I got rehearsal, so we can't do the we can't record with Kev. Probably next week. Probably next week. I wasn't even gonna go and listen today. I'm glad we figured it out so we can make that happen for y'all. But um, yeah, I'm outie, man. Appreciate y'all. I'm gone.